Championship stealing Woo! of Cardiff crushing Woo! Ted Gable pushing episode of the Brothers of Discussion. <sighs> We're going to cover everything from Jericho's drunken mishaps to Walter and Tyler Bate having match of the year, nay, match of the century, oh my and God. update you on all the King of the Ring bracket busting outcomes. Matt, another hot week of hot pro wrestling how the heck are you i'm doing good and we're only a week away from clash of champions because i was watching the watching nxt just now and realizing we're going to do our wrap-up for nxt uk and aew all out today and then next week we have to do our preview for clash of champions it just it never mike it never ends and then the week after that we're going to be talking nxt on usa and then a Man. couple weeks after that, we have to build up AEW's first show on TNT. The wrestling wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Actually, that's that one week is going to be huge because it's going to be AEW on TNT. And then SmackDown's going to move to Fox. And you're going to have Undertaker and The Rock and Stone Cold showing up. They're going to go all out with that billion dollars they got to be on Fox. Any hoozles. Um, if you want to see of money, yeah. Matt, tell the people where they can find some money. Hot blogs, compliments of Matt Truly. Yeah. Where are they? We, Mike, we had a blog come out this week. <laughs> First one in a while, and I was super proud of it. I even begged you for an honest opinion so that while it was out there, if somebody went to the website, they're like, oh, that's why they don't blog anymore. So it's good. <laughs> some honest opinions and some fixes uh for aew you want to go to bodpodcast.com or brothersadiscussion.com that's right this podcast not only knows how to talk mike we know how to type and write and use grammarly <laughs> um so unlike those other podcasts out there that just give you a live feed and then they answer your silly questions but really are they any good at talking are they entertaining no they're just pimply pizza eaters that don't really know how to entertain you and we're here to entertain listen to my voice i'm so excited i'm happy i'm ready to go listen and to you're you. <laughs> and you're only gonna get that if you follow us uh on twitter at bod podcast you can follow us if on you Insta follow us for the love of god i'm gonna come over there and i'm gonna grab your throat and then I'm going to put your head next to a phone. And then I'm going to get, if you have an iPhone, I'm going to get. Uh, Keep going. The podcast app. And then I'm going to go to Brothers of Discussion. And then I'm going <laughs> to download the first episode. And then I'm going to make you listen to it. Yeah. And then if you have an Android phone, so help me. I'm going to get whatever you have. It's Ooh. maybe it's a SoundCloud and I'm going to put your head in your in your phone and you're going to listen to it. It's a Google Play. 
Um, so yeah, That's now right. that you you hear how thoroughly entertained you'll be listening to this show. And if um, you use Spotify, so help me. And if you aren't following <laughs> us, I'm going to come over there and take your phone, open up Brothers of Discussion, and I'm going to hit follow. Just open up each episode. Like, just let them all run, right? Just hit play, go to sleep, and and just go back and hit awesome. You know, comment awesome for each episode. That's what we need from you. I want all three um, of those. But on top of, so I got halfway through our social media. On top, uh, maybe, no wait, uh, I got a third of the way. Twitter, at BOD Podcast. Mike, Instagram, just go ahead and search Brothers of Discussion. How easy is that? Uh, Facebook, same old uh, game there, Brothers of Discussion, or at BOD Podcast. So it's kind of a combo of those last two. And, of course, our live wrestling discussion that doesn't only discuss WWE as our good friend, Chris, um, uh, oh boy, uh, you know that he has Google alerts for AEW. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Chris, if you're listening, we know you have a Google alert for AEW because nobody we, shares we know you have an, an AEW a- subscription. <laughs> uh, nobody shares an AEW article faster than Chris M. Chris, thanks for keeping us updated on everything AEW. We appreciate it here at Brothers of Discussion. But of course, if you want everything else, if you want all those opinions, be a little bit more entertaining, a little more fast-paced like this voice here. Go, again, to bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. It's the hub for everything Brothers of Discussion. And moving forward into the future, just a couple weeks away from our alliance with the Hockey Podcast Network, where the Brothers of Discussion will be talking. Yes, it's going to be a very niche conversation. We'll be talking Detroit Red Wings hockey, not hockey all over. That can be found uh, for Twitter, at BOD Hockey, and we'll also be talking uh, hockey on the Instagram. So uh, a lot of pro wrestling memes and gifts showing up on Instagram. Also, I'm going to flood you with Red Wing conversation. Uh, but yeah, all of that, we are super excited. We're going to be growing, and of course, we're just a, we're five episodes away after this one uh, to hitting episode 100, where we hope to give you so much more, including some merch, including going live. And it's all yes. going to be going uh, five weeks from now. So enjoy now. Enjoy the, uh, you know, the, we're the gonna small. Have, we're like a small town right now. but We we're, have uh, really exciting plans, man. We're not, right. we're not going to talk about it I know you said yet. small town, but this small town, we're breaking out. All right? We're breaking out of hell. Yeah. Like, uh, like Airborne. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, go listen to that new Airborne song. It's pretty great. Uh, it's called, well, like, uh, Rattle Your thing. Bones. Mondays are... Bone, ra- Monday bone Shaker. Mon- yeah, uh, Bone Shaker. Yep. Uh, Mondays have Monday Night Raw, which is great. Yeah. Wednesdays, they have AEW's weekly program. We don't know what it's called yet. AEW. Wednesday night. <laughs> Wednesday night. Wednesday. Nit- Nitro. I don't know. <laughs> In addition to that, there's also going to be NXT Live. In addition to that, what we're going to try to do for you guys is go live oh Wednesday God. nights. We're going to uh, try. Yeah. We you're, not, do it. you're not supposed to say it, though. Just in case it we doesn't gotta happen. We got to tease it. It's going to happen. We, we can got do five it. five weeks. All right. <laughs> we're just making a promise now, and then they're going to hold back. us to it. We can't back down now. We can't. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. This is it. All right. We're going live on Well, there Wednesdays. it is, folks. There's the promise. Episode 100 will be live right after AEW. 
Will there be coverage of SmackDown? I don't know. Who knows? It's going to be on Friday. Who watches wrestling on Friday? Not me. Woo! Nobody. Mike, that's when movies come out. Um, okay. Yeah, there better be one incredible draft for SmackDown. Like, they better just knock their first, second, third, fourth, and fifth round picks out of the park. I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, Matt, let's uh, let's dive right into the wrestling takes. Yeah, that was um, only eight minutes of plugs. Let's... <laughs> That's what i've seen is october oh that's all is... i've seen i haven't seen november okay um, well you said november <laughs> did i i meant october i meant pre-november I okay meant to say pre-november yeah november um, eve right yes november eve the day before also, november also known as uh october. september post <laughs> um late that's gonna be late late september it's so, two weeks late two september. weeks past september uh, matt does this move the needle for you is there any way that they can get you to not only watch smackdown but make it a top priority for the brothers of discussion podcast um i mean i'm gonna be watching it it it's just friday night it's such a bad night um it's a terrible <laughs> night yeah I mean, especially with, uh, like, Disney Plus coming out with all their new shows and the rumors Ooh. that they're, those are going to be weekly uh, episodic shows. They're not going to be released all at once, and Friday night is going to be the big night so that you're watching Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, yeah. So, uh, priority. Um, <laughs> may, in fact, fall, Mike, on a live-action Star Wars show. Huh. Who would have wow. thunk? <laughs> who would have thunk maybe a live action marvel show um uh, i love pro wrestling mike i really do but a full week of pro wrestling followed by one day of me watching some dramas that are fueled by lightsabers and superpowers uh is probably going to be um the, the higher side of that pro priority list compared to more wrestling um so that is the risk that they run uh, I'm just I'm saying from myself and I think from the average human being, maybe not the uh, cycle level wrestler fan. I mean that in a positive way. The guy who doesn't miss a minute of wrestling, of course, is not going to miss SmackDown. Um, no. But will the draft do anything for me? I don't know. I'm going to come back to the idea that I'll be watching anyway. Maybe not on time. Maybe on Hulu. But... I'll be watching anyway, so I, I don't need a draft. I think this is more of them going, okay, the wild card rule was dumb. It brought us bad publicity, but we still need to make Fox happy, and we need to get all the best wrestlers over to SmackDown, and we don't want to keep playing this silly game of the wild card rule. Let's just have a draft and make it official again. Um, yeah, that's kind of what it feels like, right? Yeah, I, 
don't know. <laughs> Does it they move your needle? To... No, it doesn't. Okay, uh, good. <laughs> I think of all, you know, there's 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 side the, the sides have been drawn. Like yeah. people are already kind of saying, I'm gonna I'm not gonna watch AEW. They said. And then people who aren't Chris M are saying like, let's give it a chance. Um, I will give it a chance. <laughs> I don't think you can give me a chance. <laughs> but outside of that, uh, I don't know Sorry, if Chris. anyone's really uh, like, I'm going to be there every week for SmackDown. It sounds like SmackDown is like the bottom priority right now. Like there's Raw, there's the sexy, you know, up and comers at NXT, and then there's the rivals at AEW. I I just don't even know where SmackDown comes in. Yeah, that's why a, like a draft is kind of a mystery because it seems like uh, you're gonna have like half the roster, or uh, you know the way they divvy it up is forty percent of the main roster not being watched by anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, if you're gonna make NXT go live. It's almost like you want to put SmackDown as a network exclusive for, you know, the real hardcore fans. That's the people who are going to tune in on Friday night, yeah. you know, to watch even more pro wrestling. So, I I, I don't I, know. Yeah. I don't know if there's, there isn't a draft pick that would make me tune in every single Friday. Like, you know, you know you'd watch, you'd watch religiously for the first week or two, but not every single week. Yeah, you know what, and you're, and you're right. That is a great point. Those first couple weeks, of course we're watching but eventually, Mike, it's going to turn into the thing I watch before the NFL starts on Sunday. Like, I'm going to be up at 10. Uh, I don't want to watch pregame for three hours. So let's see what happened on SmackDown. We'll put it on double speed. Stop at the promos. Done. All right. Next. <laughs> let's put it, Let's put the office back on. All right. <laughs> office on till 1 o'clock. That's right. We're in uh, Eastern time zone here, folks. Uh, so... That, that, if I looked into my crystal ball, that's going to be my Sunday mornings is probably catching up on SmackDown. Um, you know, it might happen on Saturdays, but, uh, heck, maybe there's an AEW pay-per-view I got to get ready for, because those will be on Saturday. We found out, uh, the next one was already scheduled. Oh, Isn't yeah, that great? So, yeah, the whole weekend, like, the whole week has how, wrestling on it. How dumb is a Sunday night show feel now? It feels ludicrous. Like, Nobody wants to stay up late on a Sunday. Like, think about the the extra parties that could be going on, the bars that could be filled. No, never mind. We'll talk about that later. But if, if AEW got anything right, it was making that decision. Um, but back back to talking about the draft. You know, I, I should I should mention, Mike. You know, I've, I've I've been trying not to drink. So what I what I did was a full can of cold brew with a splash of Bailey's. Um, so I'm drinking, but. Um, I went through that first glass like nothing, and I filled up the second glass with just cold brew, and I am bouncing off the fucking walls right now. And nice. <laughs> I've got my door closed um, to try and keep most of the sound in here, and I've got lights everywhere because it's really dark in my basement. So now I'm hotter than balls. My heart's going a million miles an hour right now. I'm probably going to have a heart attack during this episode. Um, so to help me keep on track is well, the point. Well, you know... I- you know, speaking of hotter than balls, I uh, I went on a uh, a ghost tour this past weekend in Traverse City, Michigan, hmm. and uh, I got ghost hunting equipment, which included a Whoa. laser thermometer. 
I yeah. thought it would be like a Ghostbusters proton pack, but instead it was a laser thermometer, which you can use to find a ghost. Uh, so you said hotter than balls, and I just wanted to confirm that balls are hot. Because oh. I used the laser thermometer on my balls, and they were quite warm. All right. Did um, they have a fever? <laughs> n- no, they were no? P- healthy balls. Uh, okay. Fever free. I just uh, didn't. I didn't know if you if they were above ninety eight point six is what I was. They were right right above it, like ninety eight point seven. All right, so fever territory. But here's the just segue kidding. for you, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I went on a ghost hunt, and uh, <laughs> looks like Chris Jericho went on a title belt hunt. <laughs> oh boy, he could have used a laser thermometer. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Mike, tighten those New Balance uh, white sneakers. <laughs> um. Hey, some of us like that joke. <laughs> Matt, was this a super embarrassing moment, or is Chris probably handling as best as you possibly could? Mike, the more we learn about this, the more I feel like this title wasn't stolen. It was just, like, the easiest thing for Jericho to, like, Yeah, it was stolen! <laughs> you know, it, there's criminals everywhere trying to get this AEW title. Um, as if somebody's always following Chris Jericho and he's just keeping it inside of a limo that he left in front of a Lone Star Steakhouse. I don't know. Um, so there's rumors that the AEW title, uh, like the official police report, says it was just found by someone and not stolen. Two sides of that story, of course, would be that it, you know, it was actually found. Other side would be the guy doesn't want to go to jail. He doesn't want to give the title back. So he just said he found it rather than saying, I stole it. I'd like to go to jail, please. Oh um, my God. But just this idea, like, the whole thing seems kind of far fetched to begin with. Like, now that we see that it could have just been found, like, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I can imagine the guy who was drunk that night celebrating, uh, you know, not. Not, not the, not the kayfabe, you know, like Chris Jericho's celebrating his victory. I think it was more of like a successful night of AEW wrestling, and that was the celebration that the title was left behind somewhere. Um, I think is a much more realistic story <laughs> yeah. than yeah. it was stolen, and, and it was better for Chris to turn around and say it was stolen than for the story to come out that this brand that is going to change the industry. Um, their main title was forgotten somewhere. <laughs> so, like, it was definitely them, like, scrambling to, uh, like, to clean up a mess. So it's not right. like, the writers weren't, you know, it'd be great. Really get us in the news. Let's pretend Jericho lost our prestigious championship belt. <laughs> yeah. There's no way! There's no <laughs> way that happened. So, he lost it in some drunken debauchery, and... I think that Chris handled it probably as, as excellently as you could have because now yeah. all he's done is launch a thousand hilarious memes of people uh, quoting Chris where he's talking about in his celebration getting a bit of the bubbly. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them, but my favorite one is the Powerpuff Girls where they use the introduction and the recipe to make a Powerpuff Girls. Sugar, spice, and everything nice. And... Secret ingredient, a bit of the bubbly. <laughs> All right, that's not my favorite one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good one. 
Um, so kudos to Chris for having a major uh, as a faux pas and yeah. then uh, managing to make it the funniest thing in wrestling for a week. So that's and you know, if if you want a, an extra an, another yet another reason to put Jericho in every wrestling Hall of Fame, it's probably this. Who I don't know who else could get away with this. Yeah, and we'll, we'll go more in, into uh, AEW and how that show went. Uh, but I will say I'm pretty stoked that uh, the Tallahassee police did post early this morning on Facebook that it was found, right? Uh, so yeah. we know then there's this other rumor about what the official report, report says about whether or not it was found or stolen kind of thing. But they took down that post this morning on Facebook. Mike, I'm really hopeful that the writers are going to use this as part of a storyline and we'll get into it later but with how boring uh hangman page is let's turn him into a real cowboy outlaw that he tried to steal the title right <laughs> let's do it let's make him a little more interesting I, and if it's not hangman probably even better but i i like this idea that it, it's wrapped up into a storyline because this stuff doesn't just happen you don't just blow up on social media. Use yeah. all that to your advantage. Um, yeah, we're, we're about I, to, it looks we're like about to jump into uh, AEW, but let's uh, let's do some of these quick hits for WWE because I want to talk about what you just said too. Um, so this King of the Ring tournament is kind of moving along and a uh, huge bracket buster. I, I think everybody's just totally screwed now because Chad Gable took out Andrade. Gables. Uh, yep. I, I don't think anyone really saw that coming. I think you and I, I, I think we were in, in lockstep where we said that this King of the Ring tournament should take somebody who's a character and teach the world that this person can actually wrestle too. So basically you're, you're elevating a character into a wrestling entity as well. Gable, uh, we knew he could wrestle, but he <laughs> can't do the other part. Yeah. Uh, so, right. Go ahead. Which he you know so he got to defeat andrade um oh well i mean if i could I, i'd like to jump all over gable um it's been I mean, chad well chad i don't know if you got to see but uh i i have a lot of free time so i was on the wwe website and they did the post game interview with gable and uh all he said was you know people say a lot of crap you know they say i'm short and it's true but you know i'm other stuff too <laughs> well i okay. yeah no me too well yeah no other stuff no I, I i don't know i it's i think what's interesting is that for him to fight andrade andrade has not really ever cut you know a promo in english uh and he's got selena vega backing him up so right i think it's kind of interesting to see this passing of the torch with you know like a um a guy getting a push like, hey, how about maybe give Chad somebody to speak for him? Like, you know, it's helped elevate Andrade. Why can't we give Gable, you know, that kind of opportunity instead of making him go out there and be like, yeah, people say I'm short. and I'm short. <laughs> but I won today, so. Yeah. No, that I, was essentially, that was the whole promo. I'm short, I, but I won. I mean, what happened on social media was kind of funny to watch uh, because everybody jumped on the Gable train. And it's just, you know, I, I'm going to say something that's that's probably going to ruffle some feathers. But I, you know, I get it. He is a fantastic wrestler. But, Mike, you already hinted at that terrible promo. 
and and where I'm going with this, but man, he's he's not a king of the ring. He he's not a main eventer. I I see people saying if WWE just invests the time in him, he could become one of the greatest superstars of all time. And I'll say that came no. off of that came off of a Twitter account with quite a few followers, and I, I would say the twenty thousand mark, maybe even someone that we were talking about before the show even started. Oh no! Keep in mind the name Mark. It wasn't. It wasn't Bully Ray, was it? No, no, no. Um, But (laughs) he likes he likes stirring the pot. (laughs) But it's Um, just this idea that you know you you gotta look for the total package. You know, like that's who the main event superstars should be. It's not just the guy who can give us a good wrestling match. Uh, You know what? I'll say he can give us a good wrestling match every night. But um, you know, damn it all to hell, it's just. Those promos are not something I care to watch. And I'll just, for the best example I can give for something that is must-watch TV, Mike, I tune in to make sure I see the beginning of every single Adam Cole match because that entrance is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. I love watching the boom. I love watching the Adam Cole baby. And Chad Gable does not have that charisma. So... Is it possible to get a guy with a great technique in regards to wrestling in the ring and good at promos and have a ton of charisma? A thousand percent it is. So let's focus on those guys. Not just jump on this trend of like, let's pat this guy on the back and make him our superstar. I think we all have to pull back on the reins a little bit. Like Chad Gable is going to win King of the Ring He's going to get a crown, and he's going to get a little cape and a scepter. And what's he going to say? I've been doing this for years, and I, I did this for you. It's you, the WWE Universe, that I'm here for. <laughs> Come on, we've heard that a billion times. And you, everybody listening right now, 100% knows that's what it would come out of his mouth. The only other thing that would be better, and the only, I mean, the only way to make it better, is if he, if he turned heel. At that moment, but so can he deliver a heel promo? I mean, look, like I think it's like uh, historically like commented on by the great minds, you know, like uh, people who write for the Times and the Post. You know, they'll say that you know the great critics will always say the the best lines go to the bad guys. Yeah, which is true. Um, you know, the easiest way to get somebody over is to make them a heel. You know, because then they can just zing the crowd or zing the local sports team. Crap what about like that. Avengers Assemble, Mike? Hello, yeah. biggest movie ever. God, well, what I was going to say is that being a face. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. No, you're being right. Being a face is all about conviction. Because you have to say corny, crappy. You know, I'm here for you. And I'd say like, you know, if you want to look at an example of somebody who could do that and definitely sell it you know look at kevin owens he's been booked as a heel since you know almost day one and then all they did was give him a stunner and say you know what i really hate shane mcmahon and then everybody oh my god he's our hero yay and it's all about conviction because he just said i'm here you know basically for these people because they're tired of listening to you shane and that turned everything around and I, i don't think gable he's he's not proved to us that he can speak with that kind of conviction even after this, you know, massive victory in a his first King of the Ring tournament, he couldn't really make eye contact with the interviewer. He was looking away from the camera. It was, 
I don't know. I, you know, maybe they're not really coaching him on how to do this properly. Why are they making him do live interviews if he can't do them properly? Yeah. Like, set him up for success. Give him a mouthpiece or, you know, let him do a pre-recorded segment. And, you know, they're I, not doing that. No, and, and you're, you're bringing up, like, good points. And that, that comes back to that tweet where if they invested in him, he could be a superstar. But then I, I, I would just come back to my point and go, why do we need to force Chad Gable? Like, I, I don't think he would be successful is kind of like that was my main argument. But I also don't see the point in forcing, making a guy like Chad, you know, why does he need to be a main event super duper star? Like, I think at some point we've all got to decide, like, or we've all got to agree that not everybody's going to get a chance to hold, you know, the universal title and the WWE championship. Mike, I'm a Drew McIntyre fan, and he's about uh, 12 months short of <laughs> being late of holding one of those two titles. <laughs> and uh literally anything yeah <laughs> yeah right anything um i mean a year ago i had popping up in my my time hop tweeting out pictures of mcintyre holding the tag titles uh yeah that that's that's it <laughs> i love I, I miss that photo where he took a took an injured dolph ziggler and oh, carried his best friend back up the beautiful ramp. remember that yeah brings a tear uh, to my eye to think about so bottom line Chad Gable, A plus wrestler. Mike skills, uh, incomplete. We'll say incomplete. Yeah, but how about the other side of this? And well, I just want to play this out as we've got Samoa Joe, Ricochet, and Baron Corbin in this triple threat kind of. <laughs> let's make sure nobody's sad. I, yeah, I know they're spicing it up, but this just kind of smells like. Um... Oh God! Uh, was it was it Lex Luger and Bret Hart who who clotheslined each other out of the Royal Rumble because they didn't know who they wanted to win? Yeah, it just kind of looked like oh, we don't really know what we want to do. Right, like uh, Joe couldn't take another loss, and they really like Ricochet. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I, I I'll say that. Let, let's just jump. This is where I wanted to go with this though. Mike, who is winning King of the Ring? Based on my formula, it should be Corbin. I, I, and I, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth so that I can come back and go, see, I was kind of right. <clears throat> I really agree with you. And it really feels like it should be Corbin, especially if you've seen him on the, the social media posts this past week of uh, the fans chanting, Corbin sucks. He really, really sucks. And Corbin <laughs> went out, grabbed a microphone in the middle of a match and started singing i think it had to be during a commercial break because or maybe it was at the end of the show or something but then he grabbed a microphone and started singing corbin's great he's really really great <laughs> and i if you can't appreciate like the the cojones it takes to do that because yeah. they obviously didn't know the fans were going to chant that so corbin improved. uh but then you know like he could just totally let that go but he's he thinks so much of like the this the the industry and being a pro wrestler and he doesn't want to disappear so he goes that extra mile you know i, I really appreciate that so i i really I like think, corbin but i'm not yeah. gonna go against my last few weeks of saying elias because i still think he fits that mold mike where we have a guy <clears throat> to your formula that 
can get over in any promo. And he's been in the ring with John Cena and The Rock and uh, Double J. <laughs> um, and, and, and now... Uh, and eventually Eric Bugenhagen. Right. And, and he's got the opportunity now to take down Gable and then maybe even Ricochet after that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I would think that would happen, Matt. If it's if they want to do his best for business, Matt. It's just if the people who are overly critical of Baron Corbin, I don't think they've been paying attention lately. It's kind of like people who booed the Miz for a while, and it's like, yeah. well, hold on, like the Miz has been improving this whole time. I don't know if you've noticed it, but you know that Miz TV, it's it's. They give him the microphone because he could get any feud over as an interviewer. But I think Corbin, just hearing his voice, he has that Will Ferrell in Step Brothers where it's just like, ah, oh, I hate his voice. So, like, he, I think he's aware of that and he kind of uses it to get even more heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I, I, I like I, he's he's an accomplished villain at this point. I think he knows what he's doing and he knows how to make you grind your molars. And I, so. I totally you know, I totally agree. I think I think he has come into his own. I think he's becoming an Iron Corbin. I will defend that uh that deep six move, you know, till my death. I think it's a cool move. Um Matt, as far as uh new moves that are kind of you know Helping to to, to to turn the tides of a wrestling show. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Eric Rowan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wanted to talk about this because oh, I don't know boy. how much time we can dedicate to it, but uh, Big Red, the big Sequoia himself, uh, we knew he was going to you know throw some offense at Roman Reigns, but Matt, he attacked Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Poor Daniel. <laughs> Poor Daniel. <laughs> I, I think... What's interesting for me is that if Rowan had just fought Rome, uh, if Rowan had fought Roman, I keep trying to read it and it looks like the same name back to back. Um, it looks like yeah. his TV microphone actually, uh, <laughs> but I think Rowan versus Roman, it's kind of everybody leaves the match at the same level of like heat. But I think Rowan turning on Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan is maybe one of the few human beings on Earth who could make Rowan really turn into a monster heel because we always have this deep-rooted love for our, our little underdog no you're right if uh if there's a match coming up or something like that he could destroy little daniel <laughs> he'd be doing his job helping build up the roster which is definitely something they're gonna need with you know the show going to fox and they can't just hope that stone cold's gonna be there every friday um for sure i yeah. i i liked it i i it was it made me think what a waste these last four weeks have been um, with the story, but at least it was something I, I didn't see coming a couple weeks ago. I wasn't in my head going, oh, this is going to turn into Rowan, you know, taking out Daniel Bryan. Nobody thought that, right? Not like that. I mean, this is turning into, like, the X-Files with, like, you know, double turns, and we got, you know... Uh, doppelgangers uh i mean it's it's very close to being like an episode of vampire diaries or something with these like supernatural rowan who can clone himself into another yeah. man right <laughs> um and i think it's just so like fascinating that a year ago 
you couldn't help but think, why is it Daniel Bryan in the main event picture? Why is Roman just always in the main event picture? And it feels like both of these guys have a somewhat interesting or at least objectively unique storyline. Yeah. And they're nowhere near a, like a championship feud. So I think just credit to well, you know somebody like Daniel Bryan to help I, get a crazy story like this over. I won't a thousand percent agree because I'm going to come back to my the last four weeks feel like you know what the what the fuck were we doing and and talk about let's go back six weeks and Daniel Bryan saying he had a big announcement to make um, and nothing yeah, panning that, out there that was a little weird. I'm just going to pretend so, that didn't happen. Yeah, that's that's where I don't want to... It kind of feels like, uh, you know, like with Lex Luger and Bret Hart. They didn't really know where the hell they wanted to go with this. So I'm applauding the end here where Rowan is, is going solo. But uh, to get there, oh my God, it's... You didn't... There, there wasn't like a road. This was more like a waterfall with like three waterfalls down the way. And you were hoping you were holding your breath long enough before your head <laughs> came above the surface. So fortunately, they landed the three waterfalls, right? Their head's back above water. And I think they're yeah. grasping the shore. But uh, Jesus, uh, then you go back and you're like, why did you jump? Why did you jump in the river? When you knew there were three waterfalls coming up, and it's just it's like, uh, I, I mean, that's that's what it feels like right now. And I, I'm really in love with that analogy. I, I, I'm I'm kind of patting myself on the back right now with my mind. I uh, I don't know. I I just I I think you're right that it did seem like well, what are we doing here? Uh, but it, it kind of feels like they're they're getting past that waterfall, Matt. That they're they're kind of, you know, finding some sort of direction. Yeah. And it, it feels like the best possible scenario for all three guys because we can make Roman be a face but not, you know, rub him in our faces, you know, with every single title match. Uh, Daniel Bryan has an underdog feud where he'd have to fight the Sequoia, again, away from the, the main event so we can have other people do it. And Rowan... Uh... You know, he could use some victories. He could use some uh, comeuppance, right? So, yeah. And he's not just going to get jobbed out to, to Roman as Daniel Bryan's crony. He's kind of going his own way. Um, so it seems like a good way to keep Roman on TV, good way to keep Daniel Bryan on the microphone, and a good way to get Rowan over as his own entity. So it kind of seems like we're, we're building three guys here. I, I like where we're going. Um, I think the most fascinating build this week, Matt, um, was a wrestler who she's got a championship, but I don't think that she's really had a storyline for you to really sink your teeth into because she's kind of had some floundering feuds. But well, let me—I just want to throw out real quick yeah. um, with the Rowan thing. Uh, yeah. The best thing to happen out of all this was today Bray Wyatt tweeting. Come home, baby boy. Oh, I but, forgot to uh, mention that. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Uh, glad you threw that in there. But I, I just want to talk about Bailey for a yeah. minute. Uh, I, I don't know if this counts as her doing a heel turn, but she, uh, if you missed, you know, one of the nine hours of professional wrestling that gets produced every week. Yeah, you're uh, forgiven. <laughs> Sasha Banks was going to attack Becky Lynch uh, with a steel chair. Bailey ran in to make the save, we thought. And then she took the chair from her best friend and just started mashing Becky on the back. 
Uh, it was a it was a pretty pretty shocking visual because we're so used to Bailey getting booked as the squeaky squeaky clean uh, baby face, and now she's using chair shots to beat up our beloved the man. Um, Matt, your initial thoughts. Do you think that this is more about Bailey supporting her friend, or is this a direction we've never seen Bailey? you know venture into is she is she gonna go heal a little bit i think we're seeing uh, a little bit of both i i know that answer sucks but this is this is definitely gonna lead into that moment where charlotte and becky who have been butting heads for so long will come together and be a tag team with a common and, enemy yep. yeah and it'll go against uh sasha and bailey and i i gotta say it's gonna it's gonna eat up a lot of the the best parts of the women's division uh, in regards to booking matches for the next couple pay-per-views, but yeah. uh, I'm all for it because uh, eventually you got to figure you're building up this this hatred, but then these four ladies are going to run into a common enemy because um, we might have a, a, a with our conversation going into NXT, um, we might be seeing Shayna Baszler losing her title soon. Um, that all being said. I think, you know, going back to your question, uh, it, it has to be a bit of both. And most of it, maybe 60-40, is Bailey siding with Sasha. I mean, they were tag champs together. Um, and yeah. I just kind of like I like that idea because Sasha didn't really do anything wrong to Bailey, right? Right. And uh, if, you, if, if you... Well, let's think about all the times we have complained about story writing and they forget about things that have just happened months ago. I mean... Sasha and Bailey went through um, like team building exercises and consulted a relationship uh, advisor or counselor, and uh, you know, and then they became tag team champions out of it. So that wouldn't all just disappear, right? And it's not like they haven't been talking to each other. We can't assume that they've just ghosted each other, uh, and we have seen their Instagram accounts, so we know that's not true. Uh, <laughs> so I just, I, I kind of like, like it makes sense, right? You know, I love what the writers are doing. I, I don't know if this is another thing where we give uh, Heyman and Bischoff credit as the directors, but if you were to, you know, pose a question, how are we going to kind of, you know, keep the, the women's division fresh? Um, we want to kind of promote the four horsewomen. What, would, what ideas would you give? I don't think a lot of us would have said, I'm going to turn Bailey heel and I'm going to make Charlotte a face. I think that would be one of the last things people would expect because of, you know, WWE precedent, uh, you know, what characters are comfortable doing. Um, and I think we kind of give Charlotte and Bailey kind of expected uh crowd reactions like when you see bailey kind of give that polite applause like she goes out there she um in a way does the job of you you're gonna be that you know baby kissing baby face um and charlotte we know you're gonna be a little condescending because you know you can kind of deserve to be you're <laughs> probably the strongest woman in the division you're the biggest woman in the division you've won the title more than any other person your dad is rick fucking flair yeah uh i just so like it, it makes sense for you to be a heel because you you're allowed you can be cocky and get away with it so 
I like the idea that the writers had to go up to Charlotte and say that, and like her looking down on them. Well, you kind of, you know, you kind of have, you have, you kind of deserve it, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I think we had so many months where we were like, ah, the WWE writers, ah, they suck, they don't know what they're doing. And I think they've been doing such a great job with, like, the King of the Ring tournament. Um, You know, don't want to forget what they did with The Fiend. Hey, man, they're, I know Drew McIntyre fanboy, hold on over there. I just mean, you know, bringing it back and finding some ways to keep it interesting, keep us guessing, uh, keep it. I was rooting for Chad Gable. My God, uh, I, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, and then finding a way to believably turn Bailey heelish and find a way for us to get Charlotte on the same side as Becky, someone who you know they've they've just been rivals, you know, basically since. They've been on uh, the main roster together, so it's it, they they found a way to keep it interesting. So I I just want to give credit where it's due, and this is a spot where uh, you know they've they've done well. Yeah, and I I'll say too, like in my head when I start to plot that out, who am I gonna root for? Uh, Becky and Charlotte versus Sasha and and Bailey. I I'm gonna be rooting for Becky. Becky and Charlotte, and and it's been really hard for me to root for Charlotte the last couple years, but. Uh, I'll be in her corner. I'll, I'll be, I'll be going, you know, all in. <laughs> I'll, I'll be all in on that story, and I'll be rooting for the bane of my existence. No, it's just not Same. that bad. But uh, my, my wrestling. Yeah. Right. Speaking <laughs> of the women's division, Matt, you had some Scarlet Bordeaux news for us. Yeah, the more I think about this, the more it might be nothing. But uh, Scarlet Bordeaux, who's uh, most notably had just left Impact and was with uh, AAA, uh, she's somebody that the AEW fanboys were sure was going to show up at uh, All Out this past weekend. She did not. And, of course, the news comes out shortly thereafter. She's visiting the Performance Center. Um, Now, if you're a huge AEW fan, uh, what I saw on Twitter was pretty – it was pretty sad. Like, um, tweeting out, you know what she's doing? She's just trying to get more money from AEW by (laughs) visiting the Performance Center. Oh, my God. If that's not the most pathetic thing you've ever heard a pro wrestling fan say. Um, it comes from, comes from one of our, uh, larger competitors, Mike, uh, in the, uh, podcasting world. Just, I'm like, okay, I, I'm sure AEW is gonna, <laughs> Here, here's, here's huh. the checkbook for you, Scarlett. Uh, this will make all the difference in our business. Um, but th- this is someone too that, um, has already fought in the WWE, uh, and she also has a significant other in Killer Cross, who is another person rumored to be ju- going over to AEW. And, um, you know, not that uh, Britt Baker and Adam Cole are working for the same company, but um, sort of the, the storyline is, is rolling out to just be Scarlett Bordeaux at the Performance Center. She's going to sign, go with NXT, and Killer Cross is going to follow behind. Um, are either of these uh, individuals the greatest superstars of all time no i think more this story is more about the politics between wwe and aew and what money can do for you um and of course mike i think what we should transition to uh, as well uh, in a moment here is uh how that show did for aew and whether or not a 
a superstar watching that is is gonna walk away from it and go that is how pro wrestling is done <laughs> um i i think if you're watching the production department you're probably not saying that uh for Scarlett, right. I, I would say she's kind of a, a blonde Maria Kanellis. Um, Ooh, kind of in how be... she, kind of in how she carries herself is. Uh, she likes having the drama around her, and I think she's really good at that. I just I wouldn't expect her to come in. Um, you know, she's not going to wrestle like Asuka. Uh, she's not going to wrestle, you know, like Shayna Baszler. She's. Um, You know, kind of more about you know conjuring up um, heel heat, you know, from being I'm I'm better than you kind of thing. So yeah, she's you know a gorgeous woman, and I think she is very well aware of that. And that's that's kind of the gimmick you're going to expect is is kind of flaunt like a flaunting, um, uh, you know, female character, kind of vain. Um, and I think she's she's going to be known more for her mic work. Uh, than, you know, like, coming oh. in like Becky Lynch or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, no, you're right. Uh, it'll, it'll, if she is a WWE signing, um, I think that she's just kind of somebody to um, uh, kind of divvy it up a little bit because uh, I, I don't think that there are as many of those types of women on the mm -hmm. roster this at this time. Um, and that she is gorgeous, so I think she would get, you know, a lot of eyeballs on the show for sure. Yeah. Um, and if they do get signed by WWE, that's that's another you know kind of sand through the fingertips of AEW, where those pocketbooks at WWE are kind of hard to compete with. Um, she's. I think either company would be really happy with getting her. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a win. Whoever ends up signing her. Um, no, that's a good capper on that. Um, would you? Okay. So, how do you want to do this conversation? Because we had a huge weekend. Uh, I guess a huge Saturday. <laughs> um, I thought what I wanted to do was ask you what you thought the better show was. Then we'll talk about it. And we'll come back and see if we have the same feelings. Well, I think if you're going to look and say which show is better. Um, there's there's three entities, right? Um you know, what kind of uh, vocal performances did I get to listen to um, as far as commentary goes, you know, the, the, the music, um, what kind of wrestling actually took place. It is a wrestling show, so we want to know what kind of, you know, physical competition there was. And if you're spending money on a product, I think the production value is a, is a equally important part of that equation. AEW failed again in that regard yep um i think that you could either call it a draw or give the 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 win to nxt uk uh, for wrestling performance and then for the uh audio um i mean it is great to hear jr but I, uh, he I, is past his prime uh, mike is. listen to that whole show he didn't know half the guys he gets to, like he was turning mistakes into like well hell i don't know or he's <laughs> he's new to me why don't you tell him why don't you tell me in the audience who this guy is and it's like no man you do your fucking homework and be jr if you're gonna get paid to be jr i'm sorry i 
I think that's the long and short of how that conversation has to go with, you know, so, uh, there's a lot of people, I, like, giving him a pass because he's JR, but, I mean, come on. How, the hard time we give Michael Cole, we got to give a hard time to JR because that was bad. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think that it's, it's incredible how WWE keeps uh, producing these people because Nigel McGinnis, and I, I'm really starting to like Vic Joseph a yeah. more. Um, he he's so good at you know being uh, the straight man where he's just kind of you know painting the picture accurately announcing you know which move is being performed um, and he really knows how to get out of the way of what's happening in the ring um, his timing is is really strong like he knows how to talk either before or after um, you know a move is occurring you know to, to not steal the spotlight you know sometimes like a like a cory graves can do um you know he's guilty of saying things like you know i called it i knew it i said it and it's that's i know vic has a different job but i i don't feel that you know that kind of you wince a little bit you know listening to that where i don't i don't feel that way listening to nigel and vic so i i feel like nxt uk kind of won in that regard as well on saturday so you could arguably say in all three facets, they did a better job. Yeah, and I, I want to come back to what you were you were talking about paying sixty dollars for All Out, um, Mike. I mean the the bang for your buck here. If you're spending nine ninety nine this month for the network, um, in two weeks you're getting Clash of Champions for that same nine ninety nine. So, I this is how we have to have this conversation. Um, I mean, I think you have to go NXT UK also for utilizing what... Let's go... You know, the, the, the theme I always love coming back to is utilizing your assets and not overextending yourself and using right. them properly. So what did they do to fill out the card to make sure that the fans were getting enough? You bring in Cesaro. Um, it's not just this mishmash of guys that are local wrestlers or indie wrestlers that are available that night, which I'm sorry to say, if... We're watching that the ladies twenty one blackjack whatever the thing's called. Another battle Man, royal. That yeah. was bad. That was clumsy. There were people tweeting right after that that ignore the fact that there's people getting kicked in the at the wrong time and falling over at the wrong time and almost breaking their neck, and they just forgive it because it's AEW. But honestly, Mike, that match was dangerous as fuck. And it, it's not, we can talk about that, but I, I, I just want to bring that up for a moment to just come back to what NXT UK did. And I brought it up in my blog on uh, BODpodcast.com that NXT UK and NXT do it right where they know what the stories they've built are. They know how big their rosters are. So do they give you a 12-match card? No, it's pretty consistent, Mike. We get like four or five matches if not less, sometimes. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that, too? Um, like, AEW has to have a smaller roster. They don't have the budget. Um, you know, they're not gonna be able to call Cesaro off the bench you right. know, to come in and, you know, pinch hit for one night. Um, so it's just interesting that they don't have a small card where... Like, the stakes for each match would be higher because there's fewer people. 
You know what I mean? So yeah. instead, they get everybody out there, and then there's, like, no stakes involved. Instead of, man, this is a huge match. Like, if he can win this, he's basically one match away from being the number one contender. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But instead, it's just this massive, you know, eight, nine match card with all sorts of crazy tag teams and battle royales and all sorts of names. And, you know, I, I don't even know who's important. Right. And then we're learning the night of, oh, well, this tag match actually means this. Uh, right. and, and these guys get a bye, and this person's a number one contender now. Yeah. It's like, I, oh, my you God. You know, this is this is a – it's still a tough situation for AEW because um, they don't have the TV show going yet. So they they don't have those liberties they can take where, you know, we could have a shorter card because we'll just get you on TV next week. It's like they're trying to get everybody on TV so you kind of have some familiarity with everybody. But – what it ends up doing is then you have no familiarity with anyone outside of, you know, the super elite, like the, you know, Young Bucks, Omega, Pac, you know, guys like that. Yeah. Um, That's actually a really good point. So I, I think it I think it had the reverse effect of what they were looking for. I, I think that's why ultimately NXT UK, it's a show that started at, what, 2 in the afternoon? Uh, mm -hmm. East Coast time in the United States. I, I think that was the winner. Well, let's let's actually. Um, I don't know. Are Are you okay doing AEW first? Because I feel like we're gonna have more fun talking about how amazing Walter and Tyler Bate was and Grizzled Young Vets. Yeah. I, um. I mean, like. I think one thing I think everybody could agree on is, you know, on, on short notice, um, after the Moxley injury, um, he had another staph infection, which is pretty scary stuff. Like, you know, that, that means you got, you know, cut open, basically, like, got, like had a surgery for, a, like, a muscle injury and it got infected. Um, and you can die from that. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's okay. But, you know, they had to rush Pac back into AEW. And, of course, he and Omega put on a master class. I, I think it was talked about earlier that those two would have been, um, um, like, for the AEW championship if, you know, some, some things with Pac had, had gone differently. Um, Which is crazy to think that now, I mean, Pac gets the win, right? right. And I think the whole thing was that Pac was going to have to lose to Kenny Omega. And that's why he said no. But, uh I don't know. Just interesting to see to see how that went down, at least from storyline wise, moving forward with uh, with AEW. Um, and now we've got Kenny Omega can't find a win. Where um, I'm, Mike, I'm gonna throw this out there just because it does make me mad. All the forgiveness that AEW gets. Could you imagine if Kenny Omega came to the WWE and he lost his first couple singles matches and just oh. looked like dog shit? I mean, dog shit of the point of, like, the win-loss record. Like, I mean, never-ending. Just <laughs> poison being spit at the WWE for that sort of decision-making. Now, I'm not saying that I hate Kenny Omega losing an AEW. I think it's great. And I think it just goes to that point that there's, there's too much of this, um, the hot take what do you feel right now? Let's make that the emotion going forward and not enough like, <sighs> okay, what does this actually mean? I think it means a lot that Kenny Omega now has to kind of build up his character at some point. Um, 
to kind of like get back at the top of this roster and become uh, a legitimate candidate for the AEW title. Uh, but I think making that decision to have Pac already start to ascend the ladder is a much better decision because Kenny, we, we all, even us who, who haven't watched all of his matches in new Japan, um, we know he's a great wrestler and I, you know, we know Pac is too, but when you consider and Omega gets rated on these, uh, wrestling lists as like the number one wrestler in the world, Pac is great, but he's not, he's not listed that high. So you give Pac the victory, boom, top of the ladder. You can pretty much do whatever you want writing-wise if, it, if it's going to be about him challenging for a title or anything like that. So at least from the aspect of, like, decision-making, um, kind of want to bring that attention to AEW fans, like, bring it to their attention. Like, how would you feel if WWE did this? Okay, so now calm down. Um, <laughs> but on the flip <laughs> side, uh, good, good choice. Have Pac win. I, I really liked it. I, I, that actually, going back to watching Double or Nothing – and I think we both had like that excited feeling at the end of the show. Unfortunately, this was the only match that did it for me this um, uh, this night for All Out. But I did have that feeling, and it got me really excited. And I went, "Oh my god, this is when pro wrestling's doing it right. The right guy won. The match was amazing. You know, there's yeah. some great facial work, great story throughout the match. Um, it was just that that did it for me. Boom. Well, I think." Um... I think with Double or Nothing, um, I think they did a better job of kind of getting the stories out. Because um, right yeah. now, you have to really be tuned into YouTube. That's that's about the only way that you can progress storylines right now for AEW. So I, I think you and I are at a crossroads, <laughs> Cody. <laughs> Another New Balance joke for you. Um, where I, you know, I, I need to, I want to see it actually develop. I, I like what I've seen, uh, on the YouTube channel. Um, I think that's one area where, my God, they do have production value on, on YouTube. I, I don't know why they can't translate it to the show that we're spending money on. Uh, but if they could, I think that it would be a, a, a much more fulfilling program it would be easier for you and I to sell it to people who are on the fence about watching AEW at all. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I still can't... I don't understand how they are in these production meetings and the commentators have the notes and the wrestlers rehearse and the cameramen are just not prepared for spots. At all. I don't... <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, you know, the first, the first pay-per-view... Okay. The second pay-per-view... Right. It was free. Give them a pass. Yeah. But come on, man. It's like, what the hell are we paying for here? Yeah. I I can't believe that WWE are just that that much of, you know, these experts with the camera. Yeah, and it's it's the the guys in the booth, too, that are selecting which camera to go to because they did get those shots of, like, uh, Darby Allin doing that... um, jump from the top rope with that with that barrel but to think i don't even know where he's jumping to because of the cut so yeah they got the jump but what was production thinking where it was like all right we got cut now and then you just see him jumping from the top rope and it's like what the hell for all i know like from watching that we didn't see i think i think it was jimmy havoc but we don't even see him laying down on the steps uh, or it might have been Janela. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. 
We don't see them laying on the steps. So all I see is Darby jump from the top rope and smash his back into the steps. So it's like, well, what the hell did that idiot do that for? So... He wasn't they, even doing any offense. Right. So we're always, you, you always, you know, you get the, uh, Mike, the super smart wrestling fan will tell you, you don't need, you don't need a story going in because they're going to tell a story um, in the ring, Mike. Yeah. Right. That's what, we're so stupid. We don't know that. Man, we're right. dumb. Uh, you don't know the fucking story if the camera and the production team aren't showing it to you. So riddle me that, Batman. I mean,. <laughs> I, I'm I know, being... and Jim Ross is forgetting the name of the guy in the match. Like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> right. Just, we, and and part of the anger uh, compared to, like, the last couple shows is the difference of throwing $60 down, right? Right. Um, not thrilled about that when I had different options the last couple times to make it a little bit cheaper. Um, but, yeah, the $60 price tag, man. We talked last week. The expectations went way up. And I think the result came way down. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I and I, I hate saying that, too, because Chris M. makes me so goddamn mad on our <laughs> Facebook group. Um, I'm not going to give – I'm not giving up on AEW. I think it's just no. – there needs to be a voice like ours out there We've... that doesn't just bow down and go, oh, Cody Rhodes did it, so it's perfect. No. Yeah. If you're going to leave WWE because you want – a better wrestling show you can't just say that this is fine you can't just say oh this is okay even though they missed that spot they got the next one no to ask for more yeah we it needs to be perfect for 60 dollars. yeah because when we mike when we hit that second pay-per-view in november that's 120 dollars, and that's two pay-per-views mike that is that is what we spend on the whole year for the wwe network and that's all the NXT takeovers, all the NXT UK takeovers, and it's all the Raw SmackDown main event pay per views too. So, and again, it's me rewatching the Royal Rumbles at nauseum. Yes, ah, uh, yes. So, yeah, just just a few extra points here to kind of drive in why we're being so critical. Um, I don't know. Do you, I mean? I guess, so I'm okay with Jericho winning. Um, I yeah, thought that I, match was definitely a B minus, C plus. It wasn't that great. Um, um jericho they, they gotta they gotta do something with page like he's i can tell he's an accomplished wrestler i, I know he yeah. knows what he's doing uh he's got the look uh i think he's got the move set but why why are they force feeding that that slingshot lariat off the ropes oh my god that, three or four times um, that was driving me insane i think this match could have been a lot better if um the one move of death. No. Well, <laughs> this might have been a spot where I would do like a triple threat to get two guys over. Um, yeah. And then kind of have them play off each other. Uh, for this one, it's like if if you don't have familiarity with Paige, you're just kind of like, well, I guess I'm rooting for the guy I know, and that's Jericho, but he's fighting as a heel, so I think it kind of screwed up the whole crowd dynamic. Um, that's where maybe a third guy would have would have helped kind of even out you know the rooting interests so i think jericho winning was the right choice because nobody was behind page and you you can't have page be the you know the standard bearer for the entire company yeah if nobody's really you know they're it's worse 
than being pro or negative if they're neutral. That's that's a nightmare situation, and it, it felt like they were a little neutral for him. Yeah, and the, and the mistake was at double or nothing. I mean, remember, he was kind of like an afterthought being added to the uh, Battle Royal, and then he wins right. pretty easily. Um, so they just kind of handed it to him. It's just... Oh, excuse me. I'm doing a Rick here from Rick and Morty. Uh, burping, talking through my burps. Um, yeah, so I, it's just that was that was the mistake, right? All the way back then. That's when it all started. Um, but you put yourself in that position. Jericho is the right choice for this match. Jericho, <laughs> Mike, was not the right choice for the company. Um, I, I just... <sighs> I can't. Let's, I don't know. I, know. We're, I mean, where well, do we want to go here? Okay. I, I'm gonna. Why don't Let's, we? Uh, we're let me out say of time. one thing for yeah. AEW. They have hit their ceiling, uh, like for a, a non-weekly TV wrestling promotion. They've hit their ceiling. Now the only way to get better is to get on TNT. So for right now, basically for me, I'm I'm punting until October. I like that. I, I'll say uh, like my my last critical thought. Is that walking away from this, um, the only two things anybody wanted to talk about was Arn Anderson and LAX joining AEW. Mike, this is your show going into TNT. We have two new people uh, that just are available now because their contracts ran up at another company. So it's not like this was the plan all along. And Mike, if Arn Anderson is going to be in the main event for the AEW championship fine then that 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 moment works and it's cool that it's the biggest moment to be on bleacher report and on all the our rival podcasts sure but if he's not going for the aew world championship mike that should not be the two things that we walked away from aew talking about and um i got i i do want to start having fun talking about wrestling again so let's let's put the cap around this because i i said we'd maybe change our mind and maybe we'd like aew more than nxt uk um by the end of our conversation but all it did was make me more angry and i even mike i even wrote a little section here i'm going to highlight it on our notes um i wanted that to be like our sort of like let's give aew a chance but i'm just so sour on it now i just want to skip that section we're not giving up on aew by any means but we are asking for more the same the same thing we do even though admittedly we're bigger wwe fans i'll say i am i don't want to put mike in that in that um bucket but i'm assuming you'd probably agree with that but we are bigger wwe fans but we we've spent the last 100 episodes or 95 asking for a better wwe show so it's it's okay everybody like sure cody rhodes is probably a great guy to grab a beer with so far I haven't seen enough to say that this show is better than WWE programming or NXT. So let's move on. Uh, Mike, unless and uh, you said that was your final thought, so that's why I'm moving on. Yes. But if you had anything else, jump in. Nope. But let's go to NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Um, I mean, there's a lot of wrestling over the course of a, of a year. Matt, in a, in a week, there's there's about nine hours that we got to keep up with. And yeah. we're going to be just adding to it here and september and october but i think you can definitely say that walter and tyler Bate did one of the best matches uh not just of nxt uk or of the year i think that this is a match i could show people who are like why do you watch wrestling 
Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're that's, a... that's not a long list. I mean, I, I, I put it up there with, uh, you know, like Undertaker, Mankind match at, you know, with the Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Stone Cold and Brett. Um, you know, maybe like a spectacle like The Rock and Hulk Hogan, but to just see like a, a real, or uh, another one, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, but... I think that this match was kind of like that with the the massive underdog in um, little tiny the, bait. Yeah, hundred and God, what did they say he was? I think they said he was like a hundred and seventy five pounds for that match. Five foot seven. Uh, yeah, versus Walter, who's you know pushing three hundred pounds, and he's like six three, six four. Um, and they they just told a, a wonderful forty minute wrestling story of of bait trying to overcome this goliath and um what was so great about it was it 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 didn't require him just you know using chops or you know some ridiculous high-flying maneuvers he got to you know lean on his real life big strong boy strength and just do things i've never seen a man that size do to a man (laughs) of walter size (laughs) um I, it was I learned... almost like it was almost like watching Rey Mysterio in like WCW versus NWO Revenge, where he could power bomb Andre the Giant. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it was real. <laughs> like we were watching Tyler Bate do things we haven't seen since Nintendo sixty four. I learned that um, like the biggest takeaway for me is that when you hashtag Big Strong Boy, it's spelled like Fuck Boy, so it's B O I. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I, I <laughs> fucked up there on Twitter. Uh, nobody was seeing Matt's big strong boy tweets. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I I think I think what's funny too is on, on social media the the um, immediate like conversation was uh, Bate versus AJ Styles, Bate versus Daniel Bryan, Walter versus Brock Lesnar. Nay nay, Michael, I want to see Tyler Bate versus Brock Lesnar. Holy shit, would that be fucking amazing? Um, to see Brock Lesnar in the ring laughing at little tiny Tyler Bate and to see, God, just, I mean, pure strength. I mean, if, if we're going to talk pound for pound, we always do for Cesaro, the strongest man in the company. Um, somebody's got him beat. <laughs> I mean, look at, look at it this way. One of my favorite spots in WWE right now is when, um, heavy machinery like Tucky will have somebody in a, um, um, a hanging suplex, like hanging vert- vertical suplex, and he'll tag in Otis, and he'll just pass the body to him. Yeah. How cool is could it be if Otis was doing that, and he could pass the the person over to bait? There wouldn't even be a hiccup. There wouldn't be like yeah. a muscle spasm. It would just be <laughs> that like smooth, just doot, doot. like now I'm holding him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Like I, I don't know how to pull that. Like, it'd, it'd be amazing. <laughs> so, like, I, I can't talk about Tyler Bate enough in this match. Like, it wasn't just that he did, you know, power moves. Because um, if you think about, like, classic power moves, you know, like WrestleMania three with Hogan uh, body slamming Andre the Giant, that took, you know, some momentum from Andre the Giant to, to get the spin going and then the drop. Yeah. But Bate has that, that like, that real strength where he can get you – hanging and you're you're just hanging there dead weight and then he'll still lift you up over his head um 
among the, the many spots, you know, the overhead power bombs, uh, uh, you know, body slams. He did have a traditional body slam, uh, suplex. Um, uh, gosh, I forgot the one I was going to mention now. Um, oh, he had a, a hanging German suplex where uh, Walters just lifted his legs and he was just kind of dangling, you know, at, at, uh, at Bates' will until Bate decided it was time to German him up over his own head. It was it was incredible. And the, the only way that those um, those moves really have impact, um, you know, is if he has a great dance partner. And that, I think that's what Walter did, you know, for a, for a big, non-traditional, as far as WWE signees go, you know, body type. Um, I mean, we're looking at, you know, we haven't seen a guy who shaped like this, I, I don't know, maybe since JDL. Um, where he's, you know, kind of a vicious attacker, but he, you know, he's not worried so much about like a chiseled, uh, you know, 2% body fat kind of physique. Um, I think that Tyler, you wanted, you wanted him to really, uh, conquer this monster because he, he was so vicious. Um, and you, you saw the burst, uh, blood vessels on Tyler's chest every time Walter one of his his knife edge chops landed. Um, I mean, it, it was basically he was bleeding from the chest. Like that's how that's how strong Walter works. Um, and at Matt, I think I don't I don't know how many times in our lifetime we're gonna see a crowd as engaged as we did for that match on that night. Well. I mean, I've got one. <laughs> Please share, uh, Mike. That you're you you are correct. That match should get match of the year, and yes, that is one of the best matches I've ever seen. I have no problem saying that. Tyler Bate, Tyler, Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate, Tyler the grizzled young vets, Tyler, Mike, Tyler Bate. losing to Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. The that was the best tag match of the weekend on the other side mike we didn't mention it young bucks uh well we mentioned lax showing up but uh the lucha bros uh taking down the young bucks mike that match is maybe something where i'm starting to see like some of the complaints about the young bucks uh because we're admitted you know we haven't watched every single young bucks match uh but that being the fourth match I've seen in the Young Bucks from start to finish and not just seeing highlights or something like that. And me watching it live, I mean, you know, you, we've gone back and watched yeah. this stuff on YouTube. So this is the fourth live match I've seen. Um, I, you know, we had to, it, it got kind of goofy. We had to watch synchronized uh, tag maneuvers. Not synchronized to the point of, like, it being a performance of pro wrestling. It's uh, two opponents who are deciding to not fight each other and put their partner in danger. Where I feel like you're forgetting that the title's on the line, you're forgetting that you care for your tag partner, and you're really just going out to do a spot rather than... You know what I mean? Like, all the things we've heard from Jim Cornette, I know he's an old fogey. I'm just saying that notion, and we're supposed to say that this is more believable pro wrestling from AEW, that kind of got in my head and i was thinking wait a minute shouldn't they be trying to win the championship kind of thing 
and yeah. we turned around and the other thing we had to compare it to this weekend was the grizzled young vets and then mark andrews and flash morgan webster i mean it wasn't just a great match and you saw the grizzled young vets want to win that match so mm-hmm. bad yeah um but then the emotion at the end of that uh to, you know that you've got the two boys that are actually from uh the area in cardiff and seeing that crowd just explode because there was no way i think we both picked the grizzled young vets to win this match yep um and to see them come away i just god it was it was so much fun to watch i i easily again i'll just state it again that that was that was the best tag match um and you know you can't you can't forget Gallus. Um, they they did a wonderful job too, oh, and they yeah. they they mixed yeah. in this idea that um, you know to kind of compare you know this this idea that I brought up. I'm kind of getting away from what my main thought was going to be. The idea that the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros got kind of goofy, and then to think that the Grizzled Young Vets lost because they were they were actually strategizing. They tried to take out Gallus, and then when um, when they go for the pin, then you've got you've got a, uh, a high flying move from Mark Andrews to break up the pin, and then Flash Morgan mm-hmm. Webster actually makes the pin after that. I I know I'm I'm not explaining it properly, but it, it just brought in this idea of the sportsmanship and and doing you know trying to make the right decision to win, and they made the wrong decision, and that's what actually lost the titles. Not just this goofy, let's see how many times we can fly off the ladder and break tables. Um, and I'll, I'll admit, Mike, I, we've been fighting against the, the, the Jim Cornette notions, but shit, that was it right there, my man. Like, <laughs> why aren't they trying to win? That's what I want to see. Yeah. I, uh, we you and I are pretty new to the Young Bucks game. Um, I don't, I think you just have to swallow that they don't. They don't wrestle like a um, like a straightforward, you know, no no flying just fists kind of match. Like yeah. it, it's it's more about playing a video game. Um, it's more about making you gasp and doing something unbelievable. Um, so I, I think you have to take that going in. And if you're gonna compare them to like grizzled young vets, you know, it's it's too. It's not even. It's not even. The yeah, same we're sport. doing the apples and oranges. Yeah. Um, so I I don't I don't prefer to watch that style. I mean I think every once in a while I think it's it's really fun. Um, it's like I don't drink Bahama Mamas all the time, but sometimes you're like, ooh, you know, I could really go for a Bahama Mama right now. You yeah. Know, like you, you don't just want a Scotch neat. You know that's what the grizzled young vets are. Sometimes you want a Bahama Mama. Um, but yeah, I I thought that this match uh, for for the UK tag team titles was perfectly orchestrated uh, i loved nigel uh, you know the production team said hey sell sell gallus as uh mark coffee is unleashing wolfie uh so wolfgang was literally acting like a wolf and just destroying people yeah um the vets were you know strategically uh you know trying to to plan out every you know wrinkle and then Andrews and Flash, they just had nothing to lose. And so they wrestled like they had nothing to lose. Um, they, they put everything on the line. And I, I think the Andrews has, has had his, his, you know, his matches at uh, um, 
like we saw he's we potentially could have seen him at royal rumble when they had the the the, the world at war tournament um you know he had the same thing for like wrestlemania opening uh opening matches i think this was the first time i've seen a crowd like really really get behind mark um and I, I think it's because of what he did offensively in this match where he, he just was his, you know, like his hair was on fire. That's, that's yeah. how we, that's how he got to wrestle. Um, so, I mean, to compare like a, 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 a three-way tag match versus a, you know, basically a ladders match in AEW, um, I think more risks felt, um, like the risks in the in the three way match for the UK uh, felt higher than what they did in a in a ladder match, and I don't think that should be the case if you want to say it was a successful match. I agree with that. I think um, you know we're just coming back to that idea that we want more. Um, yeah. I will say for the UK, um, one one match that definitely surprised me was Tony Storm dropping the belt to Kaylee Ray. Yeah. Um, I don't hate Kaylee Ray. I just I didn't think that she was uh like good enough to be the person who knocks off Tony Storm. I mean, we got we got Piper, we got Rhea, we got uh Jazzy, we got Ginny, uh you know, we got Tegan Knox coming back. Um it's a it's a massive roster of, you know, like people who could believably hold the championship and Kaylee Ray, she's I think she's a good heel, but I didn't I didn't think she was, you know, at this point yet. So the only thing I could think is maybe she's going to be a transition transitionary um, champion um, to kind of move it on to like a, like a Piper, somebody well, like that. Well, yeah, I, I think what had to be done with, you know, we see Rhea Ripley coming over to NXT. Um, they have to build up the women's division for NXT UK. You can't just have Tony taking down everybody and then, then what do you you know what do you have and the last thing i think you and i want is to see uh, a face piper versus a face tony storm but now we've got the story of tony who's kind of losing confidence in herself and she's got to get that back so uh, i think there's still room for this feud to continue and after that maybe tony can go on to do something else and you're right kaylee ray would be good to face some of these other faces that are on the the uk roster so i i like afterwards i went okay that's 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 why they did that um i definitely like the surprise of it uh because i went into this match thinking it was easily tony's and i i you know like the excitement level wasn't super high um but that's that's when wrestling's at its best is when they they kind of remind you you know we can have fun with this let's let's do something different it's obviously not even close to that like what i'm going to compare it to to that level of shock you know, like uh, Lesnar pinning Undertaker at WrestleMania, but right, like the Ray win didn't mean as much to me because I was kind of like, oh, Tony's gonna kick out, and then she didn't kick out. It's like, oh. <laughs> um, the other thing I know we want to touch on is uh, Cesaro, and I, I'm really this guy's really grown on me. Is the Ilya Dragunov? Yeah, well, yeah. If he didn't grow on you this weekend, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> The guy is just like a, a living twenty-eight days later zombie come to life, uh, who can also like do high flying wrestling. Uh, yep. He's he's really fun to watch. Tons. He's just oozing charisma. Uh, when he's slapping the ramp 
uh, on his way up. I, I always think there's probably some sort of dent. And the next guy coming up after him probably trips on that dent. Um, but it was it was a great showcase for Cesaro. <laughs> Just another uh, reminder of yeah. what an amazing talent he is. That, you know, basically the 50th guy off the bench can throw an A-plus like that for WWE. Yeah, he's he's definitely a company man. Uh, I think I think Cesaro's the kind of guy that WWE needs to make sure is uh, a part of this team, part of this NXT team, long after his career's over. Uh, this guy gets pro wrestling. He understands what to do for these guys, even when he's winning and he's not necessarily you know getting the guy over just from a victory. But I think we saw Dragunov is is going to be fine in regards yeah. to these matches. Uh, it's not something where Cesaro, you know, you think about, you have like the, the superstar lose in those kind of matches. Maybe the, the guy coming up isn't that polished and that's why they're actually getting the victory. I mean, you just walked away from this and now you can't wait for the next Dragunov match, right? Like this was, this was perfect booking, perfect use of Cesaro. And we even talked about like, what are we going to do here with Cesaro? Um, and it got the attention of, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, which I (laughs) was really, like I, I tweeted out, I was like, "Oh my god, if Lin Manuel likes this, I like I felt famous." I was like, "When this, <laughs> just because he's watching the same thing I'm watching, I, I, I'm I feel as like sophisticated a... as the guy who made Hamilton." <laughs> uh, yeah, what's cool about Dragunov too is he's lost like a couple matches in a row, and it it doesn't feel like it matters. Like it, it's just like I don't care. I want to see more of them. Like they're, uh, you know, some. Some little quibble happened and he lost. Like yeah. I, I just want to see more of this man's career. So um, just just another great booking decision here. Uh, the other match, uh, Dave Mastiff versus Joe Coffey was it was fine. Uh, I had fun with it. I, yeah, it was, I, I it like was fun. I, I'm not gonna rewatch it at any time we, in my life. Probably, we got to see but... Gallus get a victory here eventually. So yeah. <laughs> that worked. All right. Well. Well, let's um, let's throw out just real quick NXT tonight because we we waited for this match so that we could we could throw it into the show. Um, just real quick. Uh, well, we'll do this. Um, we did have Roddy Strong interrupting Velveteen Dream, so it does look like Roddy's going to be taking the North American title from Velveteen pretty soon here. So that Undisputed Era will be draped in gold, uh, probably what i'm guessing it'll be that first episode of nxt on usa yep. and because uh or, or the reason that'll be happening is because adam cole also uh defeated jordan miles tonight uh just a great match uh jordan really showed you know he's he's got a lot going on in the ring um saw a promo though uh midway through the nxt show didn't do a lot for me him and keith lee walking into the ring kind of a vanilla you know dry toast yeah. promo um yeah. he's gonna show us all who he really is you know yeah it was a it was a bizarre showcase because I, I like you said it was a vanilla promo and then in the ring i don't feel like he got a lot of his signature offense in right but i think so the way i saw that match is he was able to show us like what he can be and uh just like you know even though his suplexes weren't as uh impressive as seeing tyler Bate throw walter around the ring um i I think it's just good to see that we have a guy that can mix in some strength and some speed you know some agility there just something so we can keep getting excited about you know this roster expanding and we don't go into like 
you know, this is going to be a two-hour show now on USA. Are we going to hate that middle hour and only be excited for the half hour bookending it? I don't, I don't want to feel that way. So th- this is how I feel like NXT has been doing it since day one is having the more established guys kind of, you know, this, the same thing with Cesaro and Dragunov. Um, I think I'm more impressed with Dragunov than I am with Jordan Miles, but yeah. uh, at least from the sense of like doing the job and, and making it, you know, believable. And I never really qu- questioned if Adam Cole was going to lose, uh, like where I thought Tyler Bate had a chance to beat Walter, but um you know, I, I I just for what it was, it was a Wednesday night. You get to see an NXT Championship match. I think Jordan Miles had had a good show again in the ring. But um, you know, I brought up the promo thing for a reason. It's kind of crappy. So let's let's work on that, Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, it was. I think it was super duper smooth. I think that was the that was the best part. Um, like it looked like he's already. You know, going to be a great worker for the company. So, um, so yeah, let's. Uh, I'm yawning here, and I got to be up in a few hours. Um, no, I, uh, I think the best parts uh, for me were two things. One was Roddy Strong, uh, basically having uh, making a Saganaki Opa cheese uh, of dreams, Velveteen dreams, poor beloved purple couch. Uh, so I'm, I'm pumped to You're see really that. Like- <laughs> I, I did. I pumped that joke on Twitter, Facebook, yep. now it's on the pod. Oh boy. Uh, the other big, the other thing I really liked was Breezango. Uh, now they have a brand new song that sounds really cool. I don't know if you heard it, but it, it's like a like a fat disco beat. It sounds really cool instead of doing that weird hybrid half your song, half my song. No, now so they just have their own song. I really liked. This is funny. I really like Chase Parker and uh, Matt Martell's entrance. Oh, really? I, I really liked that song. I thought it was really cool. And I, I thought it was cool enough that they might get the win <laughs> over Breezango. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. I, they were building them up as they were walking to the ring. that They've been wrestling together for years. And they actually had a song that had, like, some effort put behind it. But I, I was wrong. But, you know, Breezango, I like their song, too. But I, I just, I really like the Parker Martell song. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, uh, we do like to always make mention of this. Uh, before we go into the sunset, uh, rest in peace to Tainara Kanchi because they took her last name away. Oh, ladies yeah, and gentlemen, right. Tainara. <laughs> actually, actually, yeah, I tweeted at her and I said, "I'll miss your last name," and she gave us a pity favorite. So thank you for that favorite, Tainara. Aww. Matt, it's we're past an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, it's our longest show in a while. Where? How do we say goodbye? I think it's time to say goodbye. Yep. Uh, remember to find us at BOD Podcast on Twitter. Brothers of Discussion on Instagram. Same thing with the Facebook and the Facebook group. You can find through Brothers of Discussion as well. Uh, go to BODpodcast.com, BrothersofDiscussion.com to find the hub for all things Brothers of Discussion. Uh, of course, I wrote a blog uh, reviewing AEW and all the problems that they need to fix. And uh, hopefully this means that we'll start getting out some some regular content. Uh, But what our main bag is is this podcast. So go find us on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, Subscribe, rate, and review if you can do that for us. Hopefully we'll be having a big old boost uh, before episode 100 where uh, we'd like to go live for you guys. And uh, the best way for us to build this show is if you 
can do us that favor and just uh, rate and review us uh, wherever you're listening. So, uh, thanks everybody. Thanks for checking us out and keep on listening. We've got five more episodes till 100, or I guess four, and then we're on 100. So it's four, and then there's. So this one's done. You get it. You get it. We're almost there. (laughs) All right, thanks everybody. Guess what, (laughs) company? All right. Bye. Bye.